Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 111. Understanding your hustle in life is crucial. And I am so excited to bring this episode to you guys. But first off, I just want to say thank you for your continued support of the show. If The Positivity Effect has touched you or a family member in some way, I need you to do me a big favor. Bring one friend to the show so we could reach more people with this message of positivity, of love, of gratitude, of the thirst for knowledge on how to better ourselves. So thank you, thank you, thank you. To receive my top takeaways from this episode today, text the word POSITIVITY to the number 44222. If you've been listening to the show for a while, I apologize. I know, I haven't put an episode out for a while, but that was for a good reason. I decided to step back and really take time to reflect on all the gratitude I have for the woman in my life who stepped into my life almost eight years ago. And if you've been listening to the Sunday What Would Jen Do episodes, You know that she is absolutely adorable and awesome and just a lot of fun. We just got married this past September and it was beautiful and I wanted to reserve as much time for all those moments leading up to it. But I'm back and boy do I have a powerhouse episode for you today. I'm joined today by former pro NFL linebacker Anthony Truckstop Trucks. If you know anything about Anthony, the word quit isn't in his vocabulary. Going through a very tough time as a young child in foster care, to marital rough times, to a career-ending injury that took him out of the NFL, to so many ups and downs in life, Anthony is no stranger to the phrase, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. He is no stranger to adversity and He is here today to share some powerful insights about finding clarity in life, what it means to trust your hustle, what trust is and how we build it in ourselves, how he applies faith, what leads into a belief, and how to take actions that ultimately build more trust in yourself. And we talk about so much more and even share some intimate details about the unconditional love from his foster mom, who after... 17 years battling with MS had passed away, and when that moment came, it was an awakening moment for Anthony. We talk about these moments that we have in life, and it doesn't always have to be some grand moment when we realize that we have to make a change in our life. It literally could be sitting at a bus stop or waiting in line for a cup of coffee. It just has to be a moment when you decide, 
and he even talks and he shares some some real deep cl- insight and clarity in this episode about how we we sit usually in that moment of decision most of our lives. It's once we get past the decision process where the true change starts to happen. So I am super excited to have Anthony on the show. It's an absolute honor. And I can say that just through this conversation, he is one of the warmest, kindest, compassionate people I have ever met. And he's using his insatiable desire to live life to the fullest by helping other people understand how they too can succeed in their personal lives and in their businesses. So tune in now as he joins us from a local Starbucks in California. I decide to leave all the background noise in because it makes for a truly intimate experience. Sit back, enjoy, and listen to Mr. Truck Stop himself, Anthony Trucks. Anthony, what's up, man? Welcome to The Positivity Effect. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. You got, you got some nice backdrop for me. It's, uh, I do. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I got this California. Here's my office. This is my office. In case you can't. It's Starbucks. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, you got some nice my, sunshine. Yeah, man. I'm California. I got, I'm just in a parking lot space. It's not like a parking lot. It's just like a little area, but I have my little outside area. But yeah, man, I just, uh, I pretty much just, I sit at Starbucks and I travel. With, I was at a different Starbucks an hour ago. <laughs> I just drive around. You got, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah, everybody yeah. listening. Sorry, guys. You, you guys don't get the video. This is just for me. You know, I, I'm being selfish. Uh, I like to enjoy the video. But um, I'm sitting here actually in uh, my home that I just purchased with my wife. And uh, it's been a great transformation, really uh, grinding down. As you guys know, um, over these last few months, well, uh, we've, you know, we've had Jen, uh, my wife now, actually I could say wife, which is awesome. It's, you know, I've always called her the fiance on the podcast and you know, you guys, have, if you've listened to those Sunday episodes, she's come on and she will be back on again once we get settled and everything. Uh, but it's been, it's been really awesome to, uh, finally settle in and have a home base, uh, to call this home base, uh, for the podcast. But enough about that, Anthony, truly an honor to have you on the show and, uh, let's just, let's jump right into it. So before we were we were talking before we got on the podcast we were talking about getting things done yeah and getting it done mm-hmm. well and and all of us everybody's stressed nobody yeah. nobody's not without that if you if you have if you meet somebody that says i'm not stressed or you know they they push it down under something's going on they're they're crazy cuz everybody has a little bit of stress it's just how you deal with it how you manage it it's and i don't think it's about ever not being there it's always going to be in your life it's always going to be something that you have to manage. It's just how you approach it. And some people thrive when faced with a lot of things that they have to do in their life or some people crumble from that. And and it's all about, again, how you approach it. So I want to just ask you, with you, and and you have such a a drive to get things done in your life as we were just talking for a few minutes before we got on, where does that drive come from? Where did, where, you know, just take us back a little bit. You know, where, is it something you just woke up one day and uh, boom, you're, you're just grinding. <laughs> I, I think it's a it's a gift to have the clarity of, of understanding how you operate, and uh, and how you best operate, right? Because I think there's a difference between how you operate and the base of you are, like how you know, I do things. But I think for me, it was uh, it was through, through fire, man, which is for everybody. It's it's a gift to understand how to be able to get things done and be honestly, at the end of the day, productive, to be able to get closer to your goals, and that it's not something that you luckily just happen upon. And for me, it. I mean, I'll give a quick, they call it the, uh, the Reader's Digest version of my life, is I was given away at three by my mom into foster care, and the first years of my life, three years, were just uh, a flurry of just bad memories between like five different foster homes of being starved and, and beaten and tortured and a lot of weird stuff, and it pushed me into a world where I was really closed off, I was, I was unhappy, I 
I was literally like this kid that six years old. I was like, I don't even know why I'm here. Six, I'm having these thoughts. Eventually, wow. I adopted by a family at 14 after being in the system for 11 years. And uh, it was a unique thing because I'm adopted by an all-white family. Those of you guys who can't see me, my skin is black. <laughs> so, well, it's brown, <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, but essentially, like, I, so I have this weird, like, life dynamics of, you know, being in this interracial family and then um, not being very accepted by society because I don't, I don't talk like the typical black guys I hang out with. And then, you know, I'm not really like the, the, the lighter skin tone as my other friends. So it's kind of like this weird, like, yeah, just, it's awkward. So a lot of weird issues growing up in life. And when I hit problems, I just shut down. And I got to this point where you know, I realized that, that all of us have those moments where we feel completely separate from the world. We feel a little bit distant. We feel as though we're not we're not doing well. And you listen right now, like you've had that moment. Unless you're uh, not human, you need to go back to your planet. <laughs> the truth <laughs> of it is, we all, we all deal with that. And for me, it came to a head when I was sitting in Mr. Howe's English class at 15 years old, my freshman year of high school. And I had pretty much chalked up this game. I had finally found out that I, I could play after I got adopted was football. Loved it. I mean, I could run around, I could jump, I could sprint, I could hit people, I could hit them really hard. Hit <laughs> and that was great. But I, as much as I love this thing, I was not doing well at it. And so, just like you, who, you know, you're doing this thing that you love, if you're not having success, you start contemplating giving it up. And I was ready to give it up. You know, I got adopted at 14, and my adoptive mom got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I wasn't doing very good at football. I'm one of six of my adoptive family. My older brother was my rock, and he went off to the military. And so essentially, I'm sitting in this, this this realm of like, you know what? I'm done. I'm chalking it up. I'm just gonna, I'm going to see how how easy can I make the rest of my life just get by. And I remember this girl was sitting next to me, and she had no idea I was listening, talking to somebody else, and says, "The reason I'm so bad is because I'm in foster care." And as simple mm-hmm. as a statement it was, it was an incredibly like like frustratingly kind of simple statement that really made me question is that how I sound is that I'm going to sound 20 30 years now is the reason that I'm going to be broke or a criminal or a drain in society because I was in foster care you know am I going to be that guy saying that and in my head I was like no like I gotta be great and that's the moment that that I know we all get to of this 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 kind of confusion that turns into clarity of I want this I don't know what it is for you it's but it's we all have this I want that and and Sometimes it's just we want that thing, but I don't even know why we want it sometimes. But there's that thing that says, I want that. I wanted greatness. But I didn't want it in comparison to what I'd been through. I wanted like the world's version. And, and so I set out on this journey to figure it out. The very first thing I, I realized was I wanted to be great at football. And so I put all my energy into football. And, and this is where the question comes in that I always give. People say, well, why would you work so hard at something if you didn't know you're going to be successful? I was like, that's a great question. I didn't think about it now, but I, I, back then, but I think about it now, and this is kind of the basis, I think, of what would have been going through my head is I, I know for a fact that I cannot guarantee that if, if you work hard, if I work hard, we're going to get success. I can't guarantee, but I can guarantee if you don't, you won't. There's no way. It's not going to take place. And so what I realized is if I'm going to get this, the, the best odds I'm going to have is to work my butt off to get it. And then as I did that, okay, I started working, I started having this success. And, and I would come back to football the next year, and I kind of sucked before, but I came back as a sophomore, got moved to varsity. Uh, later in my life, I got a scholarship to play football at the University of Oregon, played for four years, started my true sophomore year. I uh, got a chance to go play in the NFL for three years, came home, opened a gym, ran that for six years, uh, became a six-figure consultant for a multi-billion dollar company. Uh, I started traveling the world and speaking, like I was in books, uh, just uh, Wall Street Journal, like all this crazy success. And, and the truth is, I take it all back to where I was at 15 which is that moment that we all get to of wanting to throw the towel in. And those words that girl said switched it on and it made me work. And what allowed me to continue, like you said, how do you, how did you get to that point of drive? 
it was this message that literally is my company's message now, which is I learned what it means to trust your hustle. Because for all of us, like when I say that, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, trust your hustle. That makes sense. But really, if you want anything, you got to hustle to get it. If you got to work, you got to grind. Like the, the road less traveled. And if you and don't, it feels it's good. not going to fall It feels down. good it does. when you get oh, that yeah. reward. It sucks when you don't. <laughs> but you know, also, it feels good when you get it, right? Yeah. But here's what takes place. It's not that no one's gonna no one's gonna trip and fall and, and throw a million dollars at you. No one's gonna trip and, and fall into their, their favorite like job or the, a dream relationship. Nothing. It, it, you have to work it at all. But here's where a lot of people they falter is they they don't have in their past this this view of success they've had. So what happens is now they don't have trust in their ability so that if they work they'll get that. So if you don't know for sure you're gonna win, why even start the journey? That's you where know, a lot of people's brains sit. You know, a mutual friend of ours. Uh, Larry Hagner, The Good Dad Project, he talks a lot about that why, having that yeah. why. And mm -hmm. I guess that was so essential for you. And, and if you didn't have that conversation with that girl, do you think, or it just maybe would have been another conversation, eventually there would have been a conversation that had to be had, there had to been something that would have went into your head that basically it opened your eyes to a whole different outcome. I hope so. I don't know for sure. You don't know for I think sure. I think uh, I think in a good world, like say, oh yeah, at some point I happened upon it, but but I don't think so. Because here's the thing: was there a moment before that that didn't click? You know, was there a moment that that took place a year before that, a day before that that I just didn't hear? And I think at the same time, it's this thought of, for me, what you just said makes sense. But I think we have to be ready to hear the message, and then it doesn't matter what the thing is; it's what meaning you place upon it. In our lives, no moment has any meaning except the meaning that you place upon it. That's it. And so, I mean, you could have somebody who can get punched in the face and they could be like, oh, I hate this person. It's the end of the world. Or another person gets punched in the face and it could be a different feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I want to go fight. Like, you know, it's just, there's, there's just all these different things. And so I think for me, the meaning in that moment was this is not who I want to be. And this was somebody speaking close enough to me saying words I needed to hear. I don't know. What do you, what do you think is that, that moment for someone, you know, when, when they are in that same place, they're in that, that not a chasm, but they're in that, that crossroads. Precipice. Yeah, the precipice. They're in the crossroads, the precipice of Yeah. if I if I go this way, again they may not know the outcome, but it's it's if I mm -hmm. if I go this way, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the deep end based yeah. on the circumstances I'm currently going through. Or yeah. if I go this way, even though I don't see the outcome, I'm basically whatever I'm going through right now. Yeah. I'll be it good or bad. It's it's going to lead to an even better outcome. Yeah. What, uh, what is that that thing that why does why does one person choose? You know, it's such an interesting. Like they go. The, know, why does one person go that way and the other way that way? It's pretty much saying we know right or wrong. We could break it down. We know right or wrong. Anybody listening right now, they know what's right, what's wrong. They know where the right direction to go is. They just know that some direction is going to be harder than the other one. And if that one's hard, I have to know for sure I'm going to succeed or I don't want to climb that mountain. And that's where people sit. And then I literally designed a whole framework behind this concept where I was like, okay, let's figure out. And I did a lot of research to figure out where do people go from that point? That's what we want to know. Like, where do I go? How do I know what to choose? How do I, how do I get to the point where I don't have to sit there and contemplate in this decision? Because we spend most of our time in the decision-making point. Not moving, but like, which way do I go? And they don't go anywhere. And then it happens so in an instant, the actual yeah. switch. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to go. And you switch quickly. So this is where I break down this whole trust your hustle process, right? So hustle is this thing that like you have to do. So we get that concept. If I don't, if I don't trust myself, though, I'm not going to move forward. So really, it's like how do I build trust? 
and start doing research, the biggest thing is I have to know, like know, like faith in knowing that if I put the work in, I will win. If, if you don't know that, like to your soul, some, most of the time, like 99% of the time, you're not going to move. So the thing is, well, how do I get to that faith in myself of knowing? And if you look at faith, it's usually generalized by belief. If you look at the religious concepts, if you believe in something, you'll have faith in it. So let's take this concept and apply it to ourselves and say, well, if I'm going to have faith in myself, i got to believe in myself. And a lot of people just don't believe in themselves. They don't believe they're smart enough or strong enough or capable enough or they have enough wits or experience. They just don't believe. And so a lot of you know motivational speakers, they, they get in front of people and say, well, you got to believe in yourself. Right. And people say, yeah, I got to. Ah, and they go <laughs> home and they wake up the next day like, oh, damn, I don't believe in myself now. What do I do? <laughs> so I started getting like angry at that. I'm like, the people are leaving people high and dry right here. What is the, what's the levels below this? So I started looking deeper. What I realized is, is there's a level below belief. It's something that leads into belief. If you have your best friend in the world and they say, hey, I'm going to get to the house tomorrow to pick you up at 9 o'clock. Your wife, I'm going to get you, honey, tomorrow at 9 a.m. and take you to the airport. Do you believe her? Absolutely. Seriously, do you, right? I, I believe why, her. Absolutely. Why do you believe her? The trust that we built up from, exactly. from, from all of the, I guess, the hustle from, you know, Everything. the – micro actions that we've both done with each other over the years yeah yeah that's so true it's dead on so it's a trust thing so the problem is we don't believe in ourselves because we don't trust ourselves and then it's because of the the underlying aspect of trust is an emotion somebody said that to me recently they they'll they'll go out on a leg um they go on a limb to trust others and yeah and then they are so hard on themselves they won't trust themselves why do Ooh, I got, we, we all do that I, to ourselves. I know. I, I've done a lot of research on this, man. This is literally just what I do. I love this part of it because once you get this clicked in, it all turns on. So the thing is, okay, trust is an emotion. We don't have it internally. We can trust somebody else, but it's hard to trust ourselves. We trust somebody else because of what you said, their actions. So for us, it's based upon our actions, inactions, and failures. Right? What do, what do we fail at? What do we take action on? What do we not take action on? It's, again, emotion. Emotions are driven by actions. So the emotion you have for love for your wife, if she came in and her action was to shoot you in the chest, you wouldn't love her very much. Like, it'd be difficult, right? Real tough. But, but she comes in, gives you a nice hug, and gives you a kiss, and says, hey, honey, I love you. So you have the action that develops a feeling of love. So for us, the actions we've had or inactions lead to this lack of trust in ourselves, and that's the big key. You ever seen uh, or heard of the Dove story? The, like Dove, the Dove story? Study? The no. Dove study? No. So Dove did a study where they had these two people come in to, uh, to a sketch artist, right? And they had them come into a room, and, and one woman was going to describe the other woman, and the other woman was going to describe herself. So one woman describes the other woman to a sketch artist, they draw a picture. The other woman describes herself to the sketch artist, they draw a picture. They have them both come in, they unveil the picture of her describing her friend, and it's a beautiful woman. You know, flawless features, beautiful. Then they show the picture of when she described herself hideous because what we do is all we focus on are our flaws so when you focus on our flaws you don't have the ability to to build trust in yourself because you don't even see the things that you've done that were positive actions all you're seeing is where you failed and so because Mm. of that we don't trust so we can't believe we can't have faith so there's two steps you do at this point to be able to develop the actions that lead you to a level of trust. And you touched on one a second ago, which I love. First one is you've already got some inherent stored trust, like trust buckets, things you've done in the past that you're just not looking at or not giving yourself credit for. And when you can really give yourself like this positive, you did that. Like, I feel good about that. You already build a little bit of trust. Now the next thing is to say, well, how do I build more like bigger levels of, of actions that give me trust? And this is where it comes to that why. But the why is 
I, I love Simon Sinek. Start with the why, mm. and mm. Uh, and I believe there's a couple more like levels to it. And there's some ways you can frame it, but I look at it as how can I make it simplistic for somebody paying attention and listening. And this is what I, I I tell you. I had this gym, and I had a woman to come in one time, and she was you know I, my gym was weight loss and speed specific stuff for sports athletes. But I had a woman come in one day, and she says, you know, I I, I want to lose ten to fifteen pounds. I say, why do you want to lose ten to fifteen pounds? Well, I want to get in a better shape. Why do you want to get in a better shape? Well, I want to fit in these jeans. Why do I want to fit in these jeans? And then, like every time she'd ask, get her deeper. voice would get quieter. Yeah, mm. and she would start scanning the room. And I'm like, what is she looking at first? And it's like <laughs> she's looking to see if nobody's around. And then eventually, it's to the point of saying, well, the reason I want to get in the jeans is because I don't feel like I'm attractive to my husband, and so it's ruining my marriage. And it was this this really big bold that came on and said, oh my gosh. If this woman called me in the middle of our like you know our sessions and said, "Hey, I can't make it today because the kids are acting up. Me and my husband are fighting. Had a long day at work." If I just say, "Hey, come in," because you said you wanted to get in better shape, she's not going to come into the gym. But if I say, "Hey, remember we talked about you trying to work on your marriage and your life," she comes in the gym. Wow! And so what this simple thing is saying is, it's the reason that is strong enough to be able to move you past inevitable setbacks. Life's going to happen. It has to be so deep and so dark, it's almost embarrassing to share in public. Wow, that's so... I, I think of... I reflect just in my own life. I made a shift recently uh, over the summer. I stopped eating meat. And mm. um, for me, it was, it was a journey. I took a, over you know, the course of a few years where I kind of flipped f- back and forth, but I never had a strong enough why. Yeah. And once I locked in mentally in my mind why I didn't want to eat meat, uh, whether, you know, whether it was for health reasons, if it was for spiritual reasons, for moral reasons. When I really sat down and I reflected and thought about it, now people ask me, and we'll go out, I'll go out with friends, I'll go out with family, and they're like, you're really not going to have... And I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. There's no, there's yeah. no like, anything that bubbles up inside under the surface, and I'm, I'm fine. And it's yeah. really, it's, it's so true, it's so powerful, that, that, yeah. that defining why, why we do it's things. It's free. Because then what happens is now you can make decisions and you can stick to them without having to have anybody question your, is your answer. And then here's what's cool is now what happens when you put that goal in front of you and you say, I want to attain that. And you have that deep, dark reason. When something inevitably pops up, you'll overcome it. And eventually you'll win. And now you'll have another success, the second success. You have the stored trust buckets. You have now the other success that you'll get because it's basically that saying is it's impossible to be the person that never quits. So eventually you're going to win, and now you have a level of trust. And the trust leads to belief, the belief leads to faith, and then you trust your hustle. And that's, that's what I work on with people. You got to trust your hustle. Got it. Anthony, when we're thinking of that hustle that we all, we all strive for, where, what is for you, where does fear come into the, into the, into the whole formula of it? I, I love the, um, the podcast uh, with Andy Fursell, the MF CEO. Great yeah. show, great podcast, and he was talking a lot about fear. And it's just that he was always saying the two things in life is, is life is great yeah. and life is also really, really hard. And, yeah. and he, was, he was explaining this, this beautiful story about after he had gotten uh, some measurable success and he had some financial success, he was meeting with uh, a friend of his who was, was very wealthy, very successful. And he said, he asked the guy, he said, you know, I forget the guy's name. He said, when when am I going to have this feeling of fear? I'm I'm very successful already. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm not wanting for for financial, but I'm growing my businesses and everything. When is this feeling of fear going to go away? And and the guy looked at him and he said, "Andy, hope that that feeling never goes away, mm-hmm. because 
you have to i guess it almost con- it just connects with that is in in our in our hustle and our strive for success that we if you use that fear to your advantage that's what, that's what pushes you forward and it's, and yeah. it's it's something that's can be used it's almost like if you were a, a stage performer whether you were in a band or you were uh just doing anything out in front of a lot of people playing playing football out in a lot in front of a lot of people in a stadium yeah you could be really nervous about it and really fearful of it or you yeah. can say like that feeling that comes up like it's fun I, it's fun it's exciting and it's it's all how how you look at that feeling that wells up inside of you yeah i i uh fear is fun for me and this is why i think fear is fun because i look at fear is relative i mean overall if you jump out of an airplane with no parachute that's you're gonna have some fear doing that you know there's those concepts but here's also other thing is is fear is the thing that tells you exactly where you should go because what when i say relative what is scary to one person like what may be scary to you is not scary to me but what could be scary to you may be a crazy afraid like i may be afraid of it right but here's what happens fear is telling you that you take that thing incredibly important and serious that's what it is. If you didn't, you wouldn't be scared of it, right? Because it's like that, what if I don't win? What if I don't succeed? And so I'm like, all right, for me, I'm like, this is fun because I'm scared of it. There's a reason why I put it in such importance. I want to figure it out. And so I literally trudge forward, but I'm able to trudge forward knowing this because fear is saying, you know, if, if only the good things could happen, you'd never have the fear, you know, but it's because those bad things could happen, the unknowns that scare you. And what I look at is I say, okay, in my life, I've got to a lot of places where I, I, I felt what it feels like to fail. I felt what it feels like to not win, um, to be hurt, to be lied to. I've had a lot of stuff take place in my relationships. Like I've had a lot of things just take place in life, my businesses. But what I realized is in those moments of the darkest dark, when I think of those, I can also remember a moment at some point in time after it when I was incredibly happy and elated. So for me, it's like it's going to always, for the most part, be somewhat short-lived. And so it's like I can survive that. That simple thought tells me, you know what, if I can survive that and I can survive this, yes, I'm going to be afraid. If that takes place, it's not going to kill me, except I'm not going to play with no parachute. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm going to see what happens because we're always scared of the unknown. And we always, again, that same dove conversation, we focus on the negative. I focus on what good can come out of this, like what amazingness can come out of it. Because, yeah, there's always going to be a level of bad, but I don't want to focus on that because where your focus goes, your energy flows. If my energy is focused on the negative, I'm never going to put enough of the right energy in to win, so I'll probably not win. So I say, you know what? I know it's there, but I'm going to look to the left as opposed to staring at the, the, the fear on the right. I'm going to look to the left. And I'm going to sprint towards whatever could win, and, and if it wins, it wins. If it doesn't, I'm not going to die. Oh, I love that. And I think a lot of us at times, we, we think that we don't have any impact on others or we don't have any influence on others or if we're going through – we're in something that's that's deep and, and rough and we're going through something that we feel we're not worthy to anybody else while we're going through that thing and I think that's the farthest thing from the truth that's we, we all have that ability to be leaders for, for other people I mean yeah. if I think back to 1988 when before July 1988 before I was born I didn't exist I wasn't a, a blip on the map but then once I came into the world and I was a human being and I had a mind and, a, and I can think and I had a heart and I can actually Every single day we have that moment to influence others and, and we can yeah. take the journeys that we go through and help other people even if it's something that we're struggling with. And yeah. it, it's that's that moment that we all go through that. And um, I think it could be hard for people a lot at times yeah. where it, to, to say, what I'm going through, is this really going to help somebody else? Yeah. And sometimes people don't care about everybody else. 
that's what I've also realized is there's there's sometimes when I, I talk to people about that, they'll literally be like, you know what, Ann, it sounds like I help people. But I, I don't care to help them. I just want to help me. And I, and I get that. I totally get that. And, and so what ended up happening is people don't realize that just by helping yourself, you can, in turn, help other people. Like yes. the way that I help myself do things. It naturally takes care of people seeing me and saying, damn it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go because Ant did it. I'm going to go after it. So even if you don't oh, care about yes. other people, go do it for yourself. And then at the end of the day, you can't really care what people think. I think everybody yes. wants to try to please everybody. And that becomes the biggest thing is judgment. It's a massive fear people have of being judged and, and being unaccepted, being you know taken away from the normalcy of the group or, or looking like you stand out. And people are afraid of that. But the thing is, I'm more scared of the feeling I have to live with chronically inside by not letting myself out. The mm. pain of, of just being bottled up my whole life, like that's, that's an incredible fear that I don't think people even like realize, but they'll chronically deal with that pain. And so at the end of the day, it's like, do it, do it one for you. Don't worry about everybody else. Cause I also think when you're doing it for somebody else that like, well, they didn't see, like, they didn't think I could. I hear people say, well, I did it cause they didn't believe I could. What happens when you, when they believe you can't? Do you stop fighting? You stop What's your fighting. Drive? Yeah, right? What's your drive? So, yeah. Like, yeah, so do it for you. Enjoy it for you. And, and even if you don't win, this is a big thing is you got to set your own scale for what, what self-worth you have or what your level of success is. People live off this weird, twisted level of success based upon the world's scale. So when somebody sees you doing your thing and say, oh, well, you're not doing this, you automatically feel small because you're borrowing the world's twisted scale. Mm. So I say, hey, if you have a scale, like you literally go home. Write out from 1 to 10, what are these 10 steps or this level of where you know 10 is your pinnacle, your point. And whatever that may be, set it in place. And then what happens is you go and pursue that in the world. If for some reason somebody pulls up the world scale and says, well, look, you're not sitting up here. You can say, that's cool. You can use that scale. I'm going to use mine. So you can continue to still feel good about yourself and still keep moving. As opposed to feeling like you're washed, everybody else. And then eventually, if you keep chasing that, people just simply watching you attack your scale they will be like, damn, this person is cool, and they'll learn from you. You'll in turn help them. I'll share a little personal story. Is we we had made a little joke about my the hashtag on my website, hashtag Tom at Weddings, and yeah, that that came out of a selfish thing. Meaning, it came out of something I was doing for myself. Mm. And I'll explain that is we were just having that conversation. We do things to influence people to help people. Yeah. When I go to like a party or I go to a wedding or I just go out and there's, there's great music, I just genuinely from the bottom of my heart, I love music and I love just yeah. just completely being free to just to be free in that moment. And it's and it's when I'm doing that, if I'm just having fun, I'm just letting loose, I'm dancing, I'm having a great time. It's exactly what you just said. It's my own scale. I'm enjoying literally just being in that moment in that exact time with the people that are around me and it's, it's not um, the, what I'm doing is I'm not doing it to, to influence people but what happened as I, I, as people got to know me and I'm going to all these parties this thing developed it was it literally became hashtag Tom at weddings and people yeah. would laugh and they're like is he hired help like they people would laugh like when, I, when I'm dancing or having a good time and, and yeah. in turn all of a sudden this, this wave of People enjoy the energy. They enjoy that positive. You give them permission. You give them permission, because they saw that I was giving myself permission mm -hmm. to have fun, and I was I wasn't doing it to to make someone else feel better. I was making myself feel better, and mm -hmm. and and just enjoying enjoying that moment. So it's so true what you said that if if you're if you're trying to measure with the world scale, you'll never break out of those shackles and go beyond what you're your what you're what you dream of or what you what you actually think you you're capable of or 
I mean, as as I've gone through, as I've gotten older, it's always like you pass these 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 barriers of you know these these stereotypes. If somebody says, "Oh, you're going to put on the freshman 15 in college," or mm-hmm. "Oh, you're you're going to have this at this year," there's there's all these stereotypes that we have as we grow yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But that's the world stereotypes. That that's society stereotypes. Guys, we have that ability to go beyond those stereotypes. And like Anthony said, you sit down, you can really you can if you think about deep down what your own scale is and what what you're striving for and what your why is about why you're doing things in life. Why why are you in that marriage? Why why are you going to have kids? Why are you going to take up that new job? Why are you going to go for that fitness program? Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, running running uh, two businesses I knew that I, if I I have to work out every single day because if I don't I, I don't wake up and, and feel good I don't have the energy I don't feel that I'm giving giving it my all to my patients when they come in and, and they need my help that was my why and that's that's a good really powerful question that you guys have to ask yourself and I love how you, you dovetailed it into that also that scale not not looking what other people that the world scale is what is what is your scale and really yeah. digging deep on that. I mean, everybody always talks about, you know, don't listen to the world, but I feel like too many people don't give tactical ideas of how to approach the problems they're running into. So I'm always looking at ways to solve it. And that was the one that I started looking at. And I said, damn, why, why is it every time I do something, someone makes me feel bad because it's not big enough? I'm like, I don't got to go big. I don't have to go big. I have to go to the level I want to go. I'm not going to borrow your scale because that's, it's really, you look at everybody's highlight reels all the time. And life doesn't happen perfectly. Oh, like it's that. social media today, right? I mean, Yes. If you're if you have it's so easy for someone if you're feeling bad that day and then you jump on Instagram and you see everybody else's success and people are posting pictures of cars and their boats and which, which is great and it can be very motivational but you can go down that that rabbit hole and all of a sudden you're, you're feeling bad for yourself when for no probably reason. for no reason and most likely you probably have wonderful things going on around you in your community mm-hmm. with your friends with your family with your own job your own career. Uh, that that's absolutely wonderful, and and like you you said, it's that scale in your own mind. Which, of course, if you want, you can always level it up, and you can always make it bigger and and make your goals bigger. But it's it's important, I think, like you said, to sit back and say, you know, who's running the show? Is it is it the the world that's running the show, and 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 I'm just following along, and 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 always one step behind, or am I sitting down and, and carving out my life the way that that I want it to to be? Yeah, that's all it is, man. It's it's. Uh, I I think the only thing we're looking for is happiness. Yeah. And happiness is something that happens from the way you. I think that you approach the world because the way you see the world is how you experience the world. That's why for me that a lot of people I feel like the message nowadays is you're broken, you're not good enough, you have to have this or buy this or wear this, and then then you'll feel better about yourself. And that's why I like trust your hustle is you. It's an internal thing. It's not an external thing. It's you, you, yours. That's a big thing. And so at the end of the day. I think if we, we start looking at really the place we're sitting and how we feel, it can momentarily change from just perceiving something different. I'm real big on perspective precedes enlightenment. The aha moments in life, it comes from just changing your perspective on something you're already in the middle of right now. You just see it differently because we as people, we can change quick, but it's like we always need that moment. Like, you know, some people have to go to a seminar and come back and say, I went to this seminar, that's why I changed. Or I read this book, that's why I changed, right? This moment that you can tie it to. So why can't it be a realization? I was sitting mm, at Starbucks one day, and all of a sudden, I, this, this idea popped in my head that I'm not happy with how my life is. And all of a sudden, that became that, that was the critical point. That became the catalyst of change. And that, that's what it can be, as opposed to having a search for this big reason to explain to your friends. I climbed to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro at the top. I saw the sun. <laughs> and it's like, 
No, bro. I was I was sitting. I was on the toilet one day, man. <laughs> and I just, you know, <laughs> just do that. I had I had I had that. too much McDonald's and yeah, yeah. sitting there and it's boom, I I, I I hit the realization point. That's so true. You you give yourself that permission. Because people ask me too, they're like, "Aunt, I didn't go through that craziness you went through. How do I get to that same point of, of drive like you?" I said, "I says people honestly, people don't even know this. Seventy five percent of prison inmates are former foster kids. Two percent ever graduate from college." Like the business is 95% fail in the first five years. Mine's been running, shoot, I think eight years now. And I've been in the NFL, like a small percentage of humans. So on paper, I don't exist. But I just, I switched, I switched because I had a choice to because some girl said something. That was my chain. So for anybody, right? And this, honestly, someone could say, I listened to the positivity effect. And this thing changed my life. That's all it has to be. And who cares whether the world accepts it? As long as you accept it, that can be your reason to change everything about your life right now. Yeah, it's like that's almost it gets deep, really deep with like an ego thing. It's it's that we all, we all, we all have that ego, and it doesn't have to be this big grand thing that we have to share this big grand story with with others nope. when when we have no. Yeah, it's we have like you said, a, just a, could be a quick realization, and then, okay, and. You, like you, you're, what you're saying that you just have to accept it in yourself. As long as you accept yourself with that, you just keep push, pushing forward and, and moving forward every single day. That's all you got to do. You know, and we're, most people listening on this, to this podcast are hearing it from the United States, and we're amidst a crazy election right now, and there's, there's so yeah. much finger-pointing and just nonsense and craziness everywhere if, 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 if you let yourself get tied into all the media. And... Today, especially especially with this election, is, is is more than ever a point to get back to ourselves. To yeah. we have to be responsible for ourselves, guys. We have to hold ourselves accountable because there's always going to be something going on crazy with how the the way the, the world is being run, how the government's running, how your community is ran, is being run, how whether your boss is running it. Any you can you can put any layer in, but. Mm-hmm. You are running you. You are your own boss. As the MF CEO, as your own CEO, you, you have that ability to govern your life. And like Anthony said, you, you can make that decision in a moment where you are, whatever, whatever you're going through to say, okay, you know what? I, I'm, I am sick of this, whatever I'm going through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this shift. Or, hey, I'm going through, everything's really well right, going well right now. I'm going to recognize that give myself a little credit, give us a little pat on the back and keep pushing forward and keep striving forward and, and take accountability. Accountability is our self accountability is such a big thing today, especially when we're, when we're trying to get that success. When, like you said, you see so much the the success and the motivation stuff out there. It's, it just comes back to happiness and, 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 and moving forward in progress. Yeah. And I think that the biggest thing is happiness doesn't come from quotes. It doesn't come from listening to this. Happiness comes from waking up one day mm. and looking at what you built with your own two hands. Mm. And that's the only way to really, I think, genuinely get happiness. So my job is not to give you false happiness and, and build this thing and you pay for it. My job is to teach you the tools and the techniques you can build your own life. And, and that's what we're doing right now is trying to give people tools because that's what you need. You, you get true happiness when you wake up and say, damn it, I did that. And that's where I want people to get. That's where people need to get for true happiness. Just before I, uh, I jumped on the podcast, I... Uh I, I mowed my lawn for the first time of my new my new go. home. I've hey. always I've always hey I've always mowed the lawn at my parents' house, but this was a uh, I, I have a small small little plot of land, but and it, it took me maybe a total of twenty minutes to mow the lawn. But yeah, easily. And people have asked me, well, why don't you just get somebody to come mow the lawn too? You know, have that have that get that hour back. But yeah. right now I'm like, you know what? 
I stepped back and I enjoyed it. I was like, I did that. It looks good. Yeah. It's my work. It's my, my handiwork. Yeah. So that's so true. It's, uh, and what's cool is no one's ever going to pat you on the back for that. Mm-hmm. But because you've done it for yourself and you are happy, you approach the world happy. And because of that, the world's going to approach you happy. So if you walk in the door, you're like, ah, people aren't going to be nice to you. So if you do that all day, if a person's doing that, why is the world so mean? Because you're showing up mean. So go mow your lawn and be happy and then approach the world happy. The world will be happy with you. That's it. That's it. Love it. Simple. So, Anthony, I want to ask you. So what was – um, we got we to do a quick little thing on it. What was your one – one of your most favorite moments in the NFL? Oh, in the NFL. My favorite moment. Huh. There's a lot of good moments, man. Uh, I guess my favorite moment was one that was like it was bittersweet because <laughs> so I was a free agent and whenever you're oh, this free is, agent, and this is this is my wife she's gonna be all ears because she loves football so oh good 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 so I played with the Buccaneers on the, no, I played the Redskins Buccaneers and the Steelers so I was on the 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 Redskins and we were playing against Baltimore and uh, the quarterback like I was on the right side and the other guy was on the left side and the other guy on the other side was a guy that got drafted that year I came as a free agent so he already gets priority above me because he's, he's a draft and so I go in. And we're both blitzing from each opposite sides. I beat my guy and I knocked the ball to the quarterback's hand. When you watch the game film, he got murdered by his guy and got pushed <laughs> like five yards back. But what happens was I slapped the ball to the guy's hand. The ball pops up as the guy is falling backwards because he we called it getting thrown out the club. He got thrown out the club <laughs> by, the, by the tackle. <laughs> the ball lands in his arms. And he lands, it lands in his arms, and he is one step from the end zone. He catches it, takes a step in the end zone, he gets a touchdown. And on Monday, after the game, everybody's like, get your, this guy's names, your his touchdown jersey. I got no love. I got zero love for making the play. It was great. So it was like one of the better moments, but bittersweet, because it taught me at the same time, you know what, at the end of the day, you may do phenomenal, but it doesn't mean you're going to get all the, uh, they call it no sugar. You may not get all the sugar, but you're going to do great. Because I walked at that field knowing, you know, at the end of the day, my work came in. I didn't get the notoriety, all the publicity, but I made the play that made us win or made that play take place. So it's, it's kind of being okay being the back burner of success. That was your lawn mowing moment. My lawn mowing moment was like, yeah, I got it. We're good. <laughs> Sharon, those, those who need to know, know. That's the big thing, too, is, right. is those, those who I know like matter to me and like really I care about their perspective, they all gave me love. My teammates gave me love. My family gave me love. If the crowd didn't give me love, who cares? If the news didn't, nobody cared because I don't care about them. And I think at the end of the day, we, we like to take insight. But we don't comprehend that the insights you get doesn't have to come from every source. It should only be taken in from sources that you truly respect. The non-respected so sources, good. don't give them time. Oh, guys, that mic drop right there. You, we can we can cut the rest of the podcast out right there and just listen to that one those thirty seconds. That's so true. The people that matter the most to you are are you are you listening? Are you listening to them? Are you or are you seeking seeking that acknowledgement from from outside sources? Man, I, I yeah. love that. I love that. It's awesome. So Anthony, this has been awesome. Thank you cool. so much. I enjoy it too, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Very welcome. And guys, you can you can check out what Anthony is doing. Head over to anthonytrucks.com. You can also find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anthony Trucks. Yep, simple, easy peasy. Easy peasy. So what, what do you got going on for the rest of the day? Anything, anything smooth, anything cool? My son's sitting here. I'm going to go take him to the gym because he just started working out yesterday. I'm going to get him. Not, I'm working out the wrong way. He does body weight stuff to get his body prepared. Besides that, I, uh, I have a program called Recreate. I got to dial in some stuff from that. But like I told you before, man, I, I'm juggling a lot. But. Once the kids get out of school, I get off and I just kind of hang out with them. So I try to sprint as much as I can during the day. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, inspiring to me. I can't, I can't wait to be a father. So that's awesome, man. Enjoy, enjoy that time. Enjoy it. Will do. Will do. Anthony, uh, be good, and I'll talk to you soon. All right.